Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a very special and new guest. He is one of the co-hosts of Beards and Sundries podcast, and I hope I don't fuck up his last name because I didn't ask him for a pronunciation. It's Jay Rowdy, Rowdy Bush? You got it, yes. <laughs> I mean, I was like, it's gotta be, right? It's not like it, it's spelt this way and it's pronounced Smith. It seems self-explanatory, but a lot of people mess it up. So I just expect it. Rowdy Bush. Yes. That's an epic last name. <laughs> yeah, we- it's German English. <laughs> oh, but we're yeah. here to talk about the 1969 classic. Sure. Hello, Dolly. Yay. I'm excited for this one. Starring the one and only Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> or or what would my autocorrect say the other day? Bantanera Streisand. Oh, wait. Bantanera or something. You know, so um very rare do I actually text new guests uh while I'm watching it. Like if they're old guests, I'm just like, this is crazy. Especially if it's um my friend Ashley who does Riverdale with me. Yeah. Don't get me started. But um I know we were texting and I was just like, bitch, what is this movie? <laughs> I'm trying to find what you called her. Uh, scrolling, scroll. You know what? Fuck it. I don't remember. I was like, uh, I think it was right at the end there. Uh, Batanera Streisand. <laughs> and you like, I know you misspelled her name, right? And I'm like, oh man, autocorrect hates me. Yep. So. <laughs> ben- <laughs> Batanera. I was just like, did he? Did he do it on purpose? The, like the worst part about it is I was in the car at the moment. Like I'm a passenger, so it's not like I was distracted. <laughs> I, so I don't even check what I typed. So good luck, people who <laughs> receive texts from me. <laughs> so uh Hello Dolly was uh the screenplay was written by Ernst Lehman, who he's been on here a lot. He did like um the sound of music movie. He's he's like it seems like he's the tail end of the golden age of musicals uh, or like Hollywood musical movies that brings the show to the film uh, or brings the show to like film. It's weird. And I love it that he made yeah. a career out of this. Perfect. Uh, music and lyrics are by Jerry Herman directed only by Gene Kelly. Didn't choreograph and hold pin. Uh, and a, <laughs> According to IMDb, matchmaker Dolly Levi travels to Yonkers to find a partner for, quote, half a millionaire, end quote, Horace Vandegelder, convincing his niece, his niece's intended, and two of his clerks to travel to New York City along the way. Sure. (laughs) It is quite the manipulative story. Of how she just intertwines everyone related to this man, Horace, that she just wants to marry Showbird. Because he's, you know, a half a millionaire. It's a lot of money, right? I'm not going to lie. I did. I, I, I sometimes take notes about while watching these movies. And I wrote 20 minutes in. I predict Dolly and Horace will end up together. If this, if, if it does, I'm going to flip a table. So, <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I almost did, but I was at work when I was finishing it up, so I couldn't flip a table while I was there. Oh, you really missed out. You should have flipped one anyways. I mean, I'll get myself back at at some point. (laughs) Just be like, this is for Hello Dolly! (laughs) Six weeks from now. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Watching this movie, Mr. Gene Kelly... (laughs) (laughs) why why did you let michael kidd choreograph there was so much dancing just don't get me wrong i like the fact that there's a lot of dancing i've never i've never have you seen the stage version yes is there usually a lot of dancing in it i 
if I recall, it's it's been a while since I've okay. seen it. And I just I, my memory is always terrible, but a lot of a lot of dancing, which I enjoy. So I'm huge with orchestra music. So whenever they break down in these parts, I'm like, oh, I just love this because I love to listen to the music more. I'm crazy like that. But uh, yeah, a lot of especially the waiters that you don't realize how long that scene is until you look at your watch and you're like, my God, I've ordered DoorDash. It's arrived. I've ate it. It's gone. And they're just finishing the song. And we haven't gotten to the titular song yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We're still not even to like the main part of the film that everyone looks forward to. The Oh my God. That, that waiter ballet, I guess we'll call it. I don't know sure. if it actually has a name. I was just, I, I lost my mind. I, it's gone. Got to the ether. Cause like, okay. I've never seen this movie prior to watching this for this recording. So, and I told you this cause I was just like, please don't hate me. Um, and I, I kind of lost my gay card a few years ago, so I don't have it to give it to you for this. Oh, one. I have a um, terrible gay card. So I agree. I understand. Great. Uh, so I was just like, this is bonkers. And when you picked it, you kind of, I think you said that this is your favorite music. Yeah. Movie? Oh, I'm, I'm crazy for this being one of my favorites, but it's more nostalgia reason for me. But also, like, I I get it, because it's camp. It's camp. Yeah. Yeah. We like camp. Camp is fun. Sure. Absolutely. Like, like, they swing so hard with every choice that's made. And it's like, it's wild. But, like, I get it. It's fun. You but- know, I I used to fall in this... I'll fall in love like they did so quickly back in the day. And my life was just as chaotic. So... I get it. Maybe that's why I related so much back then. <laughs> to, to me also, it felt like a Shakespearean comedy. Yes. Because there's manipulation. There's, um, you know, about classism. There's uh, there's a lot of things that are happening. And of course, there's like the tr- the one trickster behind it all who and everyone wins. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> Well, you know, it's the feel-good movie of the year when every single love storyline in the movie ends out well. And doesn't it end? Yes, it ends with like a multi-person wedding, it felt like. That was the vibe I got. Well, so majority of the movie is in one day. And then I think literally the next day is the wedding of Dolly and Horace. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. It does baffle me that that entire movie is one day. All of that love and but that's, and changing partners, one day. But that's also the Shakespearean element that I picked up on. Yeah. But, I mean, reading the history of the play version, I mean, like, what will eventually be the movie, but, like, even the play. Um, so there was first a... 1935 play called a, a day well spent uh by john oxenford that was then adapted in 1842 to another play and then adapted and adapted and then uh, eventually we got to the matchmaker the book that is then what became a play and then what then became hello dolly huh well i well, learned something new today <laughs> you want to know another fun fact Please. Ethel Merman and Mary Martin both first said no to playing Dolly Levi, and then they hired a little nobody named Carol Channing. I'm sorry, I just, the image of Ethel Merman at the top of the stairs at the Harmonia Gardens in her glittery feather dress. <laughs> well, so Ethel Merman and Mary Martin did eventually play Dolly Levi in yeah. our run. Because, I mean, if you look on the Wikipedia page for the musical, there's there's so many revivals and they also include the film because like they do that. But like, you know, Carol did the 64, it opened on Broadway in 1964. Mary Martin oh, okay. uh, opened it on the West End in 1965. Pearl Bailey did the 75 revival. Carol Channing came back like three or four more times. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, it's amazing, 
And then obviously the recent one in 2017 starred the one and only Bette Midler. I, that was actually, because um, for any listener who's about to judge me, I have yet to travel to New York because I'm a lame Oklahoma boy. And um, that was originally going to be my first trip to New York was to buy tickets to that. But whenever I found out about that, everything was sold out. And I was like, oh. Of course. Uh, <laughs> if only this recording happened way back then, I'd be like, we can figure it out. We got this. Yeah, I know. I, I Nowadays, I would immediately just be like, we're going. Even we're if going. it was a day trip, I don't care. I'll fly back red eye. <laughs> but... Again, so I even, <laughs> to go back to Gene, the Gene Kelly of it all, I have gone through therapy on this podcast over him. You can go back and listen to me figuring out my, my feelings about him on the Summerstock episode. <laughs> but watching the show, the, the song Dancing, mm-hmm. I literally wrote down, how did Gene Kelly not lose his mind over this choreography? <laughs> you know, actually, when I rewatched this before this, I even skipped through that song because over time, I'm just like, this, okay, this is exhausting. Because, okay, they put so much weight on that foursome, but they're not the leads. They're side characters. Yeah. It, they they went the... so in-depth on that side story. But the niece, what's her name? Ermidine? Oh, God. Ermagard or something Ermagard. like that. Ermagard. And her green, jolly Love green giant. I don't remember his name. Ambrose. Ambrose. Who they're like, first of all, when they stand next to each other, comedy gold. Because <laughs> he's like eight feet tall and she's like four feet tall. It's great. <laughs> it's cute. But they should have more weight as characters than the the two gay salesmen. They're gay. They they have to be gay. I won't bring it up on here, but uh, Barnaby, the little younger one, he has kind of a sad backstory in his real life because he was gay, but it was obviously uh, closet and all. And and it was was kind of a little sad story on his life. But like Cornelius is a little gay boy too. Come on. He's he's a lot going on. When they're both like... Miss Thing being like, I'm 28 and three quarters. I was like, calm down, Mary. Um, you're you're not the best. And yeah, then exactly. When they talk about how they haven't kissed a girl, I was just like, you're almost 29 and you're 19. I know it's a different time. I get it. I know it's a different time. But like, being like, Charlie G. Willikers, wh- wh- whoever I'm talking to right now, I've never even kissed a girl. And it's like, I'm 28 and three quarters. I'm 28 and three quarters. I'm 19. Let's make out. What? Huh? <laughs> and we're immediately falling in love with the hat lady. Oh my God. I love her. I do love her. But I love her and I love her voice. I think she's beautiful. I think she sings beautifully. I hate her assistant. Oh, she makes me cringe, especially just what? her character in the movie. It's Minnie, so just Minnie, Minnie Faye. Like, it's, it's over the top too much. Like, I get it. They're supposed to be, like, everyone is supposed to be comic relief in this movie. Or yes. they're supposed to be like, this is a comedy. But, like, okay, we need to talk about her. Wait, thank you. Just- <laughs> we need we need we need to talk about Bantanera Streisand. Um, <laughs> Bantanera is doing the Lord's work in this movie. She's so effervescent. Is she that the word I want to use? She's like breezy. You know, she's like, I'm funny. But like, Everything is so flowy with her, but it flows so damn fast. You feel like you're running down this rapid river that's flowing very nicely, but it's fast. But like also, like her and Irene, I would love to see the two of just like their them. Those two women. Absolutely. Like, Bantanera and I don't know who <laughs> who played uh Marianne McAndrew played Irene Malloy. Like they did great. They they were amazing. They make the movie for me. Those two. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, so Walter Matthau. <laughs> he's fine as an actor. 
And then he starts singing and I'm just like, oh, why are my ears bleeding? So I'm a giant Walter Matthau fan. I grew up watching those films, um, Grumpy Old Men. And so then, you know, from there I expanded on, learn more about him, all that jazz, love all this stuff. The moment it takes the woman comes on and he starts singing like, that's my bathroom break time. That is whatever I need to go do. If if I need to go cry, something's going to happen because I cannot stand that song. I love the barbershop quartet feel of it, but Walter Matthau singing is cringe. It's not just him singing in that song, though, that I wrote Go Fuck Yourself in my notes for it. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like the mistreatment of women in history. Like, oh, oh yeah. It oh. is. Oh, it is absolutely chauvinistic in every possible way and it's an entire song written to say where women's place is in the house (laughs) jerry herman how dare you it was awful fucking dare you and then walter Matthau singing just the worst who do you prefer him or pierce brosnan and mamma mia go (laughs) Uh, that's a tough one um, I don't want to sing too quick, but I might go Pierce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first first of all, why didn't Gene Kelly just hire himself to play that part? It would have been great. He can carry a tune. He could even like dance his ass off. Be like, you know what, Michael Kidd? I'm going to choreograph my own shit. You do everyone else. I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a... Another 20-minute dream ballet like I did in Singing in the Rain that had nothing to do with the story, but we're going with it. Unless yeah. it was like Bantanera's people being like, no, Bantanera has to be the lead. <laughs> I can't wait till Barbara Streisand actually goes, I'm going to listen to this random podcast. And then she's like, why do they keep calling me Bant- Bantanera? <laughs> Because of your auto or your thumbs. Was it autocorrect or your thumbs? Which one was it? it? You know, it could have been a combo of both. Barbara, I'm sorry. I know how to spell your name. I just want to get that out there in public. <laughs> my thumbs don't, but my brain does. Um, But, I, you know, when Irene started singing to you, <clears> I was just like, did Barbara also lose her shit that somebody <sighs> else was singing in her movie? I just imagine like she's watching this scene and she's just like she's cringing and shaking just like oh my god she's beautiful and I can't stand her. But also she doesn't get the song. Oh yeah. Which, which I mean Barbara Hello actually Dolly, has a lot yeah. of songs I love but. But like she doesn't get Hello Dolly which is the song. Like yes it's... yes the parade one is fantastic and yes. Fine. And yes, Barbara sing like gracing us with her presence. Like you know, I I think I actually did bow down to this movie at one at some points with when she was on screen. Yeah, so I was just like, thank you. Uh, but because when she gets her solos, she does some awesome work. Then because like okay, I've covered Funny Girl, and I've seen, and I have yet to cover Her Star Is Born. So with those with these with those three movies, it's very different because like the because like the other two are like the barbara movies you know where only she sings maybe somebody else is duetting with her but no one gets a song um but but her and this one is like not her show basically and it's a little weird it feels barbara owned but highly sponsored by others Because she's such a main character and a protagonist in the show that's very enjoyable. She has a lot of the main songs, but there's a lot of side work that everyone performs in. Fuck off, Cornelius, and what's what's your name? Their story drove me nuts. Also, uh, back. yes, uh, Ambrose, being as tall as he is, his dancing in my eyes is so pretty because his legs are just so long and he can do so much with just those long legs. I just had a realization that a lot of the character names go in alphabetical order. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Um, Because you have Ambrose, Barnaby, Cornelius, Cornelius. Dolly. Uh, We don't have an E. Um, 
you have, have to like, jump. We have to jump to Horace, Irene, and then jump to. Oh wait, we have a Gussie. We have a Gussie. oh Gussie Granger because she was the um she was the, the heiress that was on the pig float in the parade. <laughs> her character. What the fuck? They don't even say her name. Her or or they do, and you just don't really hear it because then she plays something simple oh sh- she's the e-name no we already have oh yeah she's the e-name like used to oh there's irma irma as the e-name but like doesn't she isn't it like evangeline or like eustace or some bullshit like that simple something I, simple ernestina ernestina god the names in this movie oh <laughs> my gosh i her part makes me laugh so much because when she shows up to Harmonia Gardens and she's just talking, she's just this pretentious fake and it's it's amazing. I love it. And then her costume is so over the top and you're like, <laughs> what is that? And then she's just, she's there. She makes small talk, like literal five minutes of small talk and is like, I'm good. Goodbye. <laughs> what does she say she's like i think i'm going to leave i have an upset st- or you can tell dolly when she arrives that i left because i have an upset stomach it's quite true you know and then she left like it was such a slam on walter Matthau's character <laughs> and then there was the 10 minute waiter ballet oh yeah yeah I'm, you know what i'm here for that moment i'm <laughs> I mean, there are so many cute parts in it. Like, you know, whenever the waiter like pulls out a gun to shoot the pheasant and all these random moments. The the one that like has the the chicken on on the tray and he's like flipping, doing cartwheels and shit and moving it and it doesn't fall off the tray. And then as soon as he puts it on the table, it falls to the floor. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Because... All these ballet servers are running around, and now we have these this ballet server cleaning crew to clean up this whole mess from this chicken that got knocked off the table. <laughs> Everyone has a mop. Everyone has a mop. Also, before this happens, um, Cornelius and Barnaby, are, um, who are out with uh, uh, Irene and Irene and Minnie, respectively, uh, they are pretending to be rich high class people because that's what how dolly sold them to these women and these women are like oh we love money and then all of a sudden they uh the the men are like we don't have money we lied and and the women are like we know and you're like since when (laughs) tee hee hee we're manipulating you tee hee hee (laughs) that's 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 where when it clicked and i was just like this has to be based off of some Shakespearean comedy or like, or like, you know, going around those themes. Cause just it's, it has to, it has to, I haven't found anything that corroborates this. So listeners, if you know, it does like, I get it. It's the matchmaker. It's farce. It's everything. But like, there has to be some sort of connection between Shakespeare and hello Dolly. And I just don't know what it is. Uh, we'll find the research and then we'll do a whole new episode just about the research (laughs) you're sitting there with your coffee mug and being like "Uh uh-huh you're insane why did i say yes to being a guest absolutely oh no i'm enjoying this so much (laughs) i I, have you like please tell me i'm not the only one that thought this of the shakespearean content oh no i remember reading years ago something about how they had it had a lot of connections to Shakespeare in some way, but I didn't remember any of the details at all. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> you no, know, like, if you go through it, they, somewhere, somebody's done a little bit of connection to it to explain where it came from, and I, <laughs> Cause like, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Because, like, I know I'm now in a post-Hello Dolly viewing world, and my eyes are just spinning because <laughs> it, it, in opposite directions, because I don't know what is going on anymore. A lot to process on that. <laughs> also, kind of change the subject. Sorry. What did you think of that song, Put On Your Sunday Clothes, which is where they're getting on the train to all head to Yonkers? 
what did I write down? Because I love okay. that song. I so, think it's cute. So I wrote three little notes for this. Perfect. There's the first one, what the fuck is happening? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Second, this choreography is insanely bad. Oh, yeah, 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 no. I, I agree with this for sure. And then the third one, in all caps, with three exclamation marks after this. I'm not going to shout because I've done a lot of shouting already. And <laughs> and it's still early in the day for me. Um, I wrote, not the train. Because when... <laughs> <laughs> it was so much of, uh, what is it, meet me in St. Louis and my eyes were not even, all on there. Not even that. I wanted... So this is 1969. What drugs were they on? Because I was just like, what is this? All I can imagine is people were just trying to stay steady. Because if you really pay attention, like the train's wobbling bad. And they're all just like, uh, uh, singing and dancing on this train. But also they're all bouncing. And yeah. then they're doing choreographed movements. Like every, it's wall-to-wall choreography for this song. Everywhere. Everywhere wild choices it's insane there's a lot of hopping there's a lot of like uh proper uh arm movement like lots of sophisticated sitting and moving (laughs) and like holding of parasols and purses and things like that and it's like what is happening (laughs) but for some reason when it gets to that real big chorus and all with dolly singing i love it every time no matter how crazy it is but like again, when they're on the train, and ev- like she walks on, and everyone's moving, doing choreography, I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yep. It was at that moment that I was slightly afraid to shit on this movie while talking to you about it because I remember you saying that you loved this movie, and I was just like, D- D- "Does he not get it? Does he not? See- what am I not getting? What am I not seeing?" I will admit, while I do love this movie, I don't have ignorance towards its slightly insane insane sides. (laughs) But like, but like, I mean, I get it. There's moments like when she comes out in Hello Dolly in the gold iconic dress, and I'm just like, yes, I'm here. I'm living. Do do what you will. Um, And again, like I said, anytime Barbara Streisand is on, yes, I said the correct thing this time. Anytime she's on screen, (laughs) I'm just like, ugh. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, her and Irene, because shortly after that, it goes to the uh, millinery shop where Irene and Minnie work and they do the song uh, Ribbons Down My Back that Irene solos. And I love that song a lot. Um, I hate, I hate Millie in it though. I hate Millie. I, don't I like can't her. stand Millie. I also, you know, for years until probably within the last couple of years, um, when it goes, it's after intermission, If except if you watch it on Disney Plus, there's no intermission. But um, this is on Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. That's where I watch it. Motherfucker, why did no one tell me this? I rented it up. I gave this movie money. Oh, you should have You should have told me. And I would have been like, here, Fuck. watch it here. My apologies. I should have been more forward. <laughs> well, so, okay. I usually look at the IMDb page because they'll tell mm-hmm. you where you can watch it. Yeah. And they said only on Prime. And I was like, fuck. I didn't, you know, usually what I do is like, I will check Prime, see how much it is. And then I'll check the others. And I'm like, okay, if it's not anywhere else, fine, I'll buy it. But I guess I was a little too lazy with this one. I was just like, fine, $4 so, for to rent it. Great. I actually just go to Google and say stream Hello Dolly. And it's the first one listed, uh, subscribed on Disney+. Work. Plus. I know, but I love to do too much work, apparently. I'm on the IMDb page doing the little background bullshit That's I do at the beginning of every episode. So I don't know what's going on with me today, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this movie, I this movie I think broke me a little. And I'm okay oh, with it. But that 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 other Dolly song, uh, Love is Only Love. And it's when she's kind of having her little moment in the evening in her little room, the night. Before, the one that's right, literally before the ballet. Yeah, before she goes to Harmonia Gardens, I think. I mean, yes, we love, we love. 
it reminded me, follow me on this train. I'm ready. Not the train that they were on in Sunday Best, but- Oh no, I am about to sit up proper and do my choreography while you talk. So there's an episode of Glee <laughs> called Theatricality. Yep. It's it's what the like the introduction of Adina Menzel's character. And so uh Adina Menzel has this whole speech about how like theatricality can be like over the top campiness, but it also starts within. Mm-hmm. And then she proceeds to sing um she sings actually a Barbara Streisand song. She sings something from, I think she sings People from Funny Girl. Oh, yeah. But like, she's looking in a mirror and that's it. And I was like, they got that from, they, that Glee was in, probably inspired by this, this and other Barbara, other Barbara works. Because I think also in Funny Girl, it's a similar yeah. moment where like she's sitting, look, she looks at herself in a mirror at some points. Um, it's just her. It's a it's a quiet moment where she's reflecting on her life and like, and like you know, Dolly Levi throughout this whole movie is very over the top, very camp, almost like a drag queen, if you will. Very. Um, but like, this is I think the only moment we see like the humanity in her character. Yeah. You see the character that she is constantly in a rush and on the go and has a goal and is constantly involved and this moment is her being <sighs> we're taking a breath and we're recognizing that our life does have its complications a little bit and so the song love is only love is kind of saying that you don't have to have all of this big show of shooting stars and all that stuff and that Sometimes it's just the look in their eyes with nothing else that tells you that they're in love. And and so she's trying to really show that even though she's crazy about stuff, that she's down to earth. And I just loved that in this so much. She's so good. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think I really appreciate Barbara Streisand as much as I should. I it, it took me years to recognize the same thing from me. But like, because like you have to also, with like, I guess I guess I need to go rewatch some of her stuff. But like, separate the noise of like the rest of the movie with yeah. her performances because uh-huh. like, bitch, <laughs> bitch. Because when she's also having her moment uh, at before the parade passes by, where she's kind of like sitting in the park alone and she's recognizing that she needs to let go of her deceased husband and move on, like that's also a little soft moment from her. And then all of a sudden she grows into this very excited woman and goes, Oh, on. wait, are you talking about when she prays to her husband to be like, let me go? And I'm just like, okay, well, like, yeah. Who's letting go of who here? Yeah, so Sweet Pea, you actually have this backwards. You're supposed to let go, but all right. But like, we get it because you're very vapid and, oh shit, I have I have some news for you, but let me get, she's very vapid and very over the top. But like, yes, she has these great moments. And like, you have to, again, push away all the camp and the mm-hmm. and, and the um cornelius and barnaby and you know hell even fucking horace he can go fuck himself uh, you have to like push everything horace. aside and just like study barbara yeah <laughs> so um i'm looking on the imdb page first of all this movie's rated g in um 69 so I feel like that's a little too forgiving for this movie because there's like still some there's hmm. still there's some themes that I think are like slightly adult that I feel like they should have at least given it a PG or PG thirteen. I think in today's society where we've acknowledged so much change, um, it could use at least a PG to understand. Some of the reference, especially the woman reference, like how much women were submissive back then to their men. And I think it I think it'd be a good PG now just to describe like, oh, well, back then it wasn't like it is today where And like also 
in the reprise of the um, sexist song, uh, It Takes a Woman, when she sings it, it's kind of like reclaiming the thoughts of the men in a way by being like, I'm actually wiser than you all. That's the yeah. vibe I got, though. I don't know yeah. if that's really the lyrics. <laughs> it, I, I get the vibe where she's like, it is kind of our place, but I have a brain. But I have Shocking. a brain. And really, I'm scheming this whole movie. Look at how smart I am. You're like, all dumb, and I, a measly little woman, will change everything soon. And steal your half a million dollars. Speaking of money, I'm on the IMDb page. <laughs> 1969, how much do you think the budget was? Oh, God, I don't even, I couldn't even, I, I don't even know what to guess. $25 million. That is the estimated budget on the Hello Dolly page. Now, you watch the movie and you're like, they spent money. They spent it, yeah. There's there's a shit ton of dancers. They're in period pieces. Like, they're- Large they sets. Grand, the, what's the restaurant's name? Harmonia Gardens. Harmonia Gardens is like a three-tiered set. <laughs> Also, a three-story set. Since I am not cultured enough, um, how many restaurants in New York are still like that? <laughs> I don't know if there ever was a restaurant. I like know. That. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous restaurant. Do they eat out? <laughs> so, so then, how much do you think the money grossed worldwide? Uh, this is again according to IMDb. So I have no idea what year this uh, these numbers are from but just guess just take a guess it's 25 million as the budget oh my gosh i I, I, let's go over to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was a profit (laughs) um 150 (laughs) i don't know four hundred thousand eight hundred eighty one dollars it was that big of a flop. I guess. I mean, I, I'm looking also at the meta score and it's like a 51. So I'm just like, oh, what? Did no one, did no, like, did Barbara like ruin it? Or like, were they expecting too much? And they were like, oh, it's not a Barbara movie. So I don't want to go. Ah, that's amazing. I have no, I mean, and again, so like grain of salt, cause you know, IMDb, uh, but that is wild. And I'm trying to find anything in the facts. I can't, I can't read that fast. If anyone can confirm or deny this, we'll get to socials later. Uh, but where else, what else do we want? Is there anything else you want to talk about? We went all around everything. I know. I feel like we went pretty crazy on that. Um, I, We'll say that uh, we didn't get too far to the end of songs, but I will say that that song, So Long Deary, where she's basically pouting and telling Horace goodbye, and she's just like... <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Dramatically like, goodbye, goodbye. I ha- I do have to say, though, she d- I- I'm going to call it doublespeak, because she talks so fast... And she is conning him into everything, especially when it's like, everything. you go your way and I go my way. And then she's pointing in the same direction. Same direction it's, every time. It was a visual cue, everyone. I'm so sorry, but I tried to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Horace ends up doing that too, describing something because he's holding her, her boa. boa in his shop again after he realized that she's gone and he's like you go your way and i'll go my my way and And then he just gets what she's been doing the whole movie to him the past the past day he recognizes what his past 24 hours have been like (laughs) where she deceives him dolly okay this is my imdb summary (laughs) dolly levi is a monster full stop sentence next sentence she, uh she breaks up an engagement between horace vandergelder parentheses this name is said 
every five seconds in this movie, end parentheses, uh, and destroys the lives of everyone else, period. That's my, that's my IMDb summary. Thank you for I coming fe- to my TED Talk. I feel like you just did a period piece review. So you did like a Western Union and you're like, watched movie. Full I stop. survived. Stop. <laughs> Barbara Streisand was great. Stop. Her Don't contact for further review. Stop. Her character was terrible. Stop. <laughs> Barbara was great. The character's awful. <laughs> That's my Ambrose headline. Ambrose was tall. Stop. <laughs> I mean, I also wrote down that I thought I was going to hate Irma Garda. But she's not in it enough for me to hate her. Yeah, you can't form an opinion. You get annoyed with her at the very beginning. But That's why, because I, I wrote, oh, I might hate her. Like, I mean, over the years of watching this, I do kind of still hate her because I'm like, you're so annoying. She makes she makes the biggest entrance and then is gone until the dance. And then even then, she's not, they don't win. Which I was just like, come on. <laughs> oh, little Ermagard. Uh, I have one last question. Go for it. Do you think every time um, Dolly Levi goes into the Harmonia Gardens, they have to sing Hello, Dolly? I ask myself that every time. Like when she walks in, does it break out into a 45 minute ballet session? And like everyone's just sitting here, like, great, Dolly Levi's back. We're not going to see our meal. Also, how long did it take her to get to that level? Because, <laughs> like, it, I, I mean, obviously she goes there a lot by the way that the wait staff is all, like, are, like, little gay boys meeting meeting their diva for the first time or, like, re-meeting their diva. And it's, yeah. like, because they're all little gay boys, let's be real here. And it's, like, you know, wait, wait, which time was it her third time there was it her 10th time there that they got they finally were like we're gonna do your entrance song now we wrote this for you diva well and that's kind of what throws you off a little bit because she used to go there a lot with her her husband her husband um what was his name mr levi Um, yeah he had a first name ephraim ephraim levi and all these names there's your e-name we have Um, three of them they they overcompensated yeah um but yeah so she used to go with Ephraim all the time and then there was the long break and then so that's why whenever they're like Dolly's coming back and she was so or they were all pumped so maybe it was that time stretch and they thought over that time they would build a song for when she comes back but like did they now that I'm one now we're talking more about it was there like a hello Dolly and Ephraim song then or was it only Dolly Oh yeah, screw Ephraim. It's just Dolly, because <laughs> I don't think he was mentioned at all. Let's be real here. He's he, Ephraim was also gay, closeted, but <laughs> just because, by the name. But he made her clothes, so he was like a tailor. He was a tailor. Let's say he was a tailor. He made her clothes because she looks fantastic, um, and you know she she's a penny pincher because like she's steals the money or she um cons takes more horses money. money all the time yeah so it's like she's not spending a dime on clothes she's making people make them for her or like you know she doesn't pay the bill for uh, uh, <laughs> at the harmonia gardens they have a, they may have a tab they may not have a tab and they're just like you eat for free because you're publicity for us or whatever i don't what know a, what's going on. what a fun side story that Dolly is just a player all her life and she was married to a homosexual so that way he could live a normal life because society wasn't acceptable back then but like potentially there was like love but it wasn't sexual love yeah it was very friendship love and very deep I understand that I have a lot of friends that I very much love but I don't want to sleep with them and this is my first time ever seeing this. And this is the wild conjecture I come up with. Yeah, sorry, everyone. We fell in love on this video call for our first guest. And, you know. <laughs> Wait, why are there waiters behind you ready to sing? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Glitter! 
I have my green and gold sparkly dress on with my feathers. It's going to be a great show. Also, I have a table for two with a stuffed chicken. <laughs> no, you want the turkey. Fuck the chicken. Yeah. Chicken, I'm hungry. I want a turkey and beets. <laughs> oh my God. Also, while I know we got to get to Sharpen Blood at some point, but I was just like, <laughs> I was like, while watching the six minute long Hello Dolly number or however it is, I was just like, because there, there was also that um, plot device where like, you know, the foursome that we are forced to follow, um, the men, like, like I said, the men come clean about not having money. And Irene is like, I got this bitch. And she's I'm like, rich. Hey, I'm rich. And then she realizes she brought the wrong person. They don't have money. So they're going to like, dine and dash basically um i was just like you have the opportunity all the wait staff is currently in their very choreographed number that you could that, walk out without being noticed right why did you wait until the polka part where they were not very doing, focused yeah where they were very focused <laughs> like i get it they're all on the staircase but like find a back entrance or something yeah. <laughs> Also, side note, during Hello Dolly's, you know, shebang, uh, nice little cameo from Louis Armstrong. So we, I know he was in it. I, I saw the name in the opening credits. Um, I believe he recorded Hello Dolly as his own song? It seemed like it, yes. Yes, I believe so. Or, or like, maybe he was, because I, I don't see that he was in the stage version. Oh, I don't think so, yeah. No, and like they don't even really credit him because I think they created that character. It's kind of like I've done a couple other movies, like classic Hollywood, like super classic Hollywood and everything, where they threw Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra in there. Yes. It was th- very that. But Louis Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? I don't I I started questioning life at that moment. But, you know, after surviving the 10 minute waiter ballet and then... <laughs> Going through, because that's what, like th- two thirds of Hello Dolly, we finally meet Louis Armstrong. Like, yeah. So, like, for like a good, I would say, 15 minute chunk of this movie, you are in a fever dream, not knowing what's going on. It might be less. I don't understand time. It might be less. But, and then, and then Louis Armstrong shows up, and you're just like, I, Am I having a stroke? What's happening right now? Well, and then, like, you've already gone through this long song and the whole restaurant's clapping because they finished the song and then out of the blue, Louis, they just have to extend it. And Louis's like, one more time! You're just like, he's he's just like, no. He's like, I want the chorus. I want a verse and a chorus. And you're like, okay. He's (laughs) like, my contract specifically said three minutes and two seconds of scream time. And I want that two seconds. (laughs) <laughs> yes oh oh my god jay we've talked a lot Are you um is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat i think i'm finally done i'll think <laughs> of it after we're done recording and i'll be like oops oh i'll f- be like ah fuck we should have talked about that always happens <laughs> always happens um let's get into sharp and flat shall we sharp flat so in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. I mean, we talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm great at talking. That's why I started a podcast of my own. Ah, if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Um, usually I start with sharps, but like, let's end on a high note because I mean, I had fun. I, I had fun with this. But uh, Jay, what are your flats? Oh, God. Do you okay. have any? I do. I have a lot of flats, actually. I have flats about, there are so many side stories that my brain is just like trying to connect. I'm like, what movie am I watching? Am I changing channels? Because we're just in so many stories. But all in all, it ties together and you're like, okay. So the massive amount of side stories is some of my flats, or is one of my flats. Um, Oh, man. I should have wrote this down because I had one more and I can't think of it. Oh well. Do you okay. want to say sharps now, or do you want to say flats first? Well, let me let me do my flats because you're Perfect. gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Um, I'll probably agree. And I may need to censor one of the words I'm gonna say. Uh, 
Yes. So I'm flatting Horus. I and they literally wrote down, I don't care if his character changes, I cannot forgive him for his entrance. Total flat. I agree. I cannot like him coming in yelling oh because we didn't talk about that ambrose is a painter right he loved and he's in love with horace's niece his niece not his daughter his niece don't understand where her parents are anyway so ambrose is a painter and like i work in the arts we're we're kind of artistic folk in a way you know well yeah and he's like no one wants to buy paintings uh and, and or whatever he says while in a room that's full of paintings it's like <laughs> pick your argument yeah pick, pick pick and choose your arguments um okay so this is the one that i may need to censor <laughs> that's 28 and three quarters because <laughs> for a while there i forgot his name even though they say everyone's name every a time thousand times <laughs> but i was just like not that one's Cornelius, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So for sure, that his name was just not sticking for a while. Um, I'm flatting. It takes a woman. I don't absolutely. Need to, I don't need to justify it. We know why. I'm also flatting Minnie again. We know why. Oh um, yeah. Okay, I agree with your flats. <laughs> and then I'm also gonna flat the intermission. And I said they could have cut that, and then as well as like cut down on other bits because it's two hours and thirty nine minutes, forty minutes. Yeah. Like, why is there an intermission in the middle of this movie? It does, like, I get, I get for like Titanic or Gone with the Wind because those are like three plus hours long. Yeah, this is with the intermission almost two forty. So it's like, it's not a stage show. I don't need to like I. I mean, nowadays we can like pause or like yeah. you know or whatever, but like why, why? Yeah, and that was the nice part about finding out Disney Plus cut that part out. Nope, I had to watch it, and then I immediately, I immediately like skipped it and part of the entourage because I was just like, "Why?" Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, what are your sharps? Ooh, sharps! I had several. Um, this is kind of a little tidbit in the entire movie, but Dolly Levi's business cards that she hands out. Because she's handing out business cards everywhere. Personalized. And they're customized for the moment. So I love the part where she hands a business card to Ambrose because he's like, I don't know how to dance. And he like gets the card and he's like, Dolly Levi teaching artists how to dance or something like that. No, no, that's that's Cornelius. And then it also makes reference to the fact that he's 28 and three quarters. Yes, that's right. Teaching 28 and three quarters people how to dance. That's what it is. He does one to the painter too, teaching painters how to something else. And but they're all like per- perfectly customized, and it's cute. So that's always like a comedic part I like. Um, another sharp is Batonera Streisand in general. I just love her. Yeah. Um, oh, just just you wait until what I wrote down about B- Batonera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another sharp was Oliver's solo songs. Because actually any of the solo songs, because I really just liked Irene's and Dolly's. They're all great. We're going to forget Walter Matthau sang in this movie, okay? That's That was not a solo song, and I, I will not allow that. <laughs> what? Uh, Walter Matthau song? I, yeah. gonna, I agree with you. We're going to cut it. We're, we're going to create a, Man, it's a Mandela effect. We, we oh, created yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Great. Okay. Good, good, Which, good. We, we didn't even talk about this, um, but the song, It Only Takes a Moment after they escape Harmonia Gardens and they're in the park and they're singing about it only takes a moment to fall in love with each other. And that song was also featured on that kid's film, Wally, And so it made me just enjoy that more. That one in another part uh, was it, another scene from- Put on it. your Sunday clothes. That's it, yes. And then my last sharp is their outfits. Their outfits, that all of it is banging. They did awesome. Irene's accordion sleeves that she wears. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like period pieces are wild. And like, what's weird though is during this time in film history, okay, I'm gonna let me soapbox everyone and, and my professor's <laughs> cap and everything. During this time in film history, like whenever they did a period piece, it was always influenced by the 
time, the time that it came out. So like, oh, what's a good, I can't, I can't really think of a good one. Um, 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 Kiss Me Kate. When they, when they're oh, doing, yeah. when they're doing the, um, the show within the show, it's like influenced by 60s and like the show is set in the 40s. So, and they're doing a Shakespearean show. So yeah. it's like, okay. There's there's some moments pepper, like go back, watch Golden Age or like Silver Age uh, uh, movies. And you're like, ah, I see this where, oh, oh, um, Bonnie and Clyde too with Warren oh. Beatty and fuck, what's her name? Uh, I know exactly who it is. Not Jane Fonda. Is it Jane Mm-mm. Fonda? No. Nope. Um, Fuck, it's gonna haunt me. Anyway, you watch, you look at, you watch that, you see them, and they're clearly influenced by the seventies, and you're like, this is the twenties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the fact that these were like they were the only way that they were wild and crazy is like because it's they're doing musical theatery costumes and it's yeah. wild bold colors bold prints and everything but like those that are, those accordion sleeves <laughs> yeah um, but it was just all pretty <laughs> it was it was all pretty uh okay so my first sharp is the look that barbara gives to the camera at the beginning where she's basically saying buckle up kiddos oh yeah because she's is it right when she's like singing about it takes a woman or something like that or sorry uh no leave everything to me yes yes because okay what i don't get is why they break the why they credit those two uh there's like there's like a a cold open if you will before we get to the titles and everything and they list it as two different songs but really, it's just like one song because like one bleeds into the other. So I'm just yeah. like, call it one song. Anyway, They're just immediately connected, and then it's like an hour long before the overture starts. That it feels like, and and this is so basically, I'm sharpening her entrance because she breaks the fourth wall, looks directly into my soul, and is like, "You ready?" Um, I also sharped Barbara's costumes, spe- specifically hers, because like she looked great, and they. Every- and that's where the and that's where the twenty five million went. <laughs> just, just, just her clothing. Her. Um, my third sharp is basically Barbara. That's what I wrote down. Uh, the <laughs> and the and then afterwards I wrote in all caps the champagne bottle popping by itself during the waiter <laughs> ballet. I think <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the next sharp is the waiter's ballet. Um, Followed by the blonde waiter with glasses who is like the solo dancer Mm -hmm. in both that and Hello, Dolly. Um, The song. Uh, My, so you've seen this X number of times, right? One of, have, have you picked up on Barbara serving the turkey? Like how she just takes like the fork and the spoon and like pats it on the turkey and then all of a sudden she's like have a wing and it's magically cut off like yes that she just like she dabs it and then all of a sudden she just does this very delicate like pinching of the fork and knife and being like have a wing have a wing (laughs) and she's done literally no carving and she's like handing out beets she's like have some beets and walter matthau's like i don't like beets and she's like tough tits eat it (laughs) yeah pretty much she's like i'm gonna mother you um so I'm sharpening her serving the turkey. And then, Absolutely. and then, okay. So I had to bite my tongue because you were talking about it only takes a moment. The moment that it's in that song where it's meta, where that one person comes in, he's like, I only just joined you guys when you sang this one line. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I love it. But who said you could do this? <laughs> who said? <laughs> Um, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist from the movie so um so batanera's versions of of the songs basically love is only love kind of aligns a lot with my life mantra kind of of um i always say to people i'm like low expectations yield high results it sounds so pessimistic 
but so I always have to explain it. I'm like, my theory is that I'm like, you have to stop having this high expectation in life that everything's going to be a show and a movie to you. And you have to open your mind up to the small things and realize that if you stop creating expectations, things aren't going to disappoint you as easily. It doesn't mean you can't have standards, just to be clear. But uh, Love is Only Love kind of aligned with that. And so I was like, oh, I would add that. And then uh, my hopeless romantic side will always say it only takes a moment. So I'm going to just basically say all of Barbara's songs <laughs> for the most I, part. I could do that. Um, so just leave everything to me. Not that it takes a woman replies just because of the message and meaning. I'm not going to I'm not going to add that to my life's playlist. Reprises are never included because they're always just bouncing right, but someone like, else's idea. But and okay, but like it's it's her singing, so I just wanted to be clear to say, although I want all of her songs, I'm gonna skip that one because <laughs> um, I get it. I'm on the fence about put on your Sunday clothes as just a song, uh, but like you know maybe like her part on the train, ooh, uh, <laughs> where she's belting her face off. Oh, um, so great. I. I I will also add ribbons down my back because we love Irene. We love we love her. I and I love a ballad, and that to me is a perfect ballad. You know what? I'm not going to add "Put on Your Sunday Clothes" because I think I prefer "Before the par- Parade Passes By" because that's like peak Barbara belting my melting my face off with her amazingness. Oh yeah. Um, and then I'm going to raise the roof. I'm going to carry on. Sorry. And then love is only love and. The t- and of course I have to add hello Dolly I have to like <laughs> I'm not sure about so long dearie I may be on the fence with that one but yeah I, I actually like that song but not enough to be like this is a good one this is the one I'm going to listen to in my car <clears throat> but with no visuals like yeah the, the jury's still out on that one so I I 100% agree with you surprisingly I added a lot of songs that I that I thought I would because I was just like this movie is wild and I I, I hope people like the show and the movie because of the camp like otherwise I'm missing something you, I I feel like the film grows on you because the music keeps growing on you and then you're like well now I kind of want to go back and watch it and then you just keep I rewatching do. it I kind of do. You kind of go back and rewatch it and you start finding more things you appreciate even in this two hour and 40 minute chaotic scenario. Like, I do want to rewatch it. <laughs> well, you can because it's on Disney+. It's on Disney+. Plus, not and you have no intermission. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always my theory. <laughs> oh, Jay, this was fun. But I enjoyed have... this a lot. We have to, we unfortunately have to end the episode because we ran over an hour. What? I talked too much? What a surprise. Uh, and I'm probably not going to cut anything except for that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> except for that, that, that first take of the beginning that no one will know about. Uh, Jay, what do you have to plug or promote? Well, I guess I should promote my podcast with my two friends that I do, and it releases every Sunday. It's called Beards and Sundries Podcast. You can find us at, or you can email us at beardsandsundries.com, and we're on all the podcast sites and YouTube. Or you can be like me and bully Jay on Instagram to come on this podcast and, you know, kind of compliment him on on what they post on instagram and tiktok because the videos are hilarious yeah uh our tiktok that's actually where we started getting a lot of our followers because we're really new and we enjoy that and we're gonna get you on so you can trash talk my friend anthony for his criticism of the craft and then some because i have other i have other thoughts now if you're if you're the guest you can only the rule is you can't criticize me but everyone else is game I'm kidding. I love criticism. Thank you for the, defining the fine print on your contract for, <laughs> for me being a After guest. recording. <laughs> After recording. Uh, and if you want to answer any of the wild questions that I asked during this episode, I don't remember any of them because that's how we podcast. You can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, stalking the Beards and Sundries uh, TikTok account on there. Um, but mine is at buttersongpod. <laughs> let me be clear i'm at Betasong pod but you should also stock their stuff if you come on an ours we'll send you his way if you mention a musical 
Yes. Um, I mean, and then maybe while you're on there, uh, tell Joe and Anthony to come on here. Oh, they're, they're, they would love musical experience. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, and if well. you, and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, well, we're going, we're kind of going back to Riverdale, sort of, and we're talking about the 2001 movie version of Josie and the Pussycats. Jay, thank you so yes, much. Thank you. For letting me force you to come on here, basically. <laughs> well, it wasn't forced. I enjoyed this a lot. It was a lot of fun. We're going to have you come back at some point. I don't know doing what yet. We'll figure that out. But I mean. Just talk. That's all I do. Just we'll, fi- uh, we'll find you a movie and you'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll watch it. <laughs> Is it on Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you everyone for listening and bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.